Haiti has once again been struck by calamity after a 7.2 magnitude earthquake hit the country over the weekend. A lot of dead and injured people. And for the moment, you know, it's really hard for the Haitian people. Deaths already number in the thousands, with a huge number of disappeared persons. After the earthquake, a cyclone hit the Caribbean nation, adding to the damage. U.S. search and rescue teams and the Coast Guard are rushing in supplies, as the Haitian government declares a state of emergency. But even before the quake, Haiti was already marred by political and social crisis. Cities are dominated by gangs, violence is on the rise, and the opposition was questioning if former President Jovenel Moïse was overstaying his term. Then, a month ago, a group of mercenaries killed Moïse in his home, plunging Haiti into another moment of deep uncertainty. One could only expect the international community to step in, as foreign forces remain major power brokers in Haiti. This is especially the case when it comes to U.S. forces and interests. But if a new plan for aid is decided upon, what role, if any, would there be for Brazil? My name is Gustavo Ribeiro. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. Back in April 2004, the UN Security Council approved a stabilization mission in Haiti named MINUSTA to re-establish the rule of law after the off-troubled Haitian political situation degraded to the cusp of civil war. Then-President Jean-Bertrand Aristide was forced out of office by a combination of armed revolts, popular unrest, and pressure from the US and France. Brazil took a leadership role in the mission, heading Blue Helmet troops in Haiti. Six years into the MINUSTA, Haiti efforts to form a minimally functional government were scuppered by a 7.0 magnitude earthquake that destroyed nearly the entire country. Deaths were estimated at up to 300,000, with the same number again injured. Roughly 1.5 million people were displaced. Members of the Brazilian military who served in Haiti say the earthquake put the country in a worse position than it was back in 2004 when MINUSTA began. Brazilian correspondent Janaina Camilo talked to Army Colonel Leandro Neri Alves Vargas about the mission, its challenges, and its accomplishments. Colonel Neri claims the major legacy of the Brazilian presence there was to ensure that Haiti held free and fair elections during the time troops were stationed there. That is a bold statement, however, considering that the 2016 presidential runoff election was postponed three times after allegations of voting fraud and street protests that turned violent at times. Moreover, Peacekeepers of multiple nations were dogged by controversy, such as introducing cholera to the country and several cases of sexual abuse and human rights violations. But MINUSTA 
was also Brazil's most ambitious military effort since it sent troops to fight in Italy during World War II. The country does have an extensive history of peacemaking, with official data showing that Brazil has participated in more than 50 peacekeeping operations and similar missions, having contributed with over 55,000 military, police and civilian forces. And while President Bolsonaro seems to have very little interest in foreign affairs, serving in peace-building missions is a badge of honor for the Brazilian military, which holds enormous influence with Bolsonaro. So, could Brazil be going back to Haiti? Colonel Nedi says the army would be ready to step in should the president so decide. Nedi told our colleague Janaina Camelo that the UN carried out an inspection of Brazilian troops as recently as July, and he claims that they have acquired a certain level of maturity following previous efforts. However, conditions for a humanitarian mission to thrive have deteriorated. As Colonel Nedi points out, the precarious road network makes the distribution of essential goods all the more challenging. The army officer says that making health services available and distributing water and food would be other major challenges. To discuss if Brazil should try to exercise a role in future aid missions to Haiti, we welcome Dr. Kai Michael Kenko, an associate professor at the Pontifical Catholic University of Rio de Janeiro. He's a part of the university's Institute of International Relations and serves as general coordinator for the Center on Democracy and Armed Forces. Dr. Kenko, as we mentioned, Brazil does have a track record as peacekeeper abroad. Can you give us a brief overview of Brazil's missions? We have a high number of missions participated, but a lot of those contributions have been sort of individual officers or, or almost what, what some authors in the field call token contributions, right? So in, in this instance, we have maybe three or four, now five uh, large contributions from Brazil. It started with the what's called in, in Brazil Batalhão Suez, which is a large contribution of about a thousand men for a space of 11 years from 56 to 67 um, to the United Nations Emergency Force in the Suez. Uh, we have um, participation in Angola and Mozambique in the early 90s uh, and a large police contingent to East Timor um, in 99-2000 or around that. After that, the two largest missions, obviously the largest one in the history of Brazil was MINUSTA, the stabilization mission in Haiti, which in which Brazil took on a leadership role in coordinating and commanding the, uh, the military part of the mission as well. Uh, and also a, a um, force of Marines in the UNIFIL and in, in, in Lebanon in the Marine Force. So what we have is, is kind of a strong diplomatic commitment until the current government came along um, to the multilateral forum, to to sort of peaceful conflict resolution um, in which this played a part. And then what you have is is that this kind of really fit in quite well with some of the things that the PT governments were trying to do from Lula onwards. 
Um, and peace operations are kind of a, a, a favored form of engagement internationally for emerging powers. Right. So that came together. Um, and, and this kind of project that Lula had and, and Dilma to a lesser extent had of making Brazil an international player and maybe even getting a, to be the sixth permanent member of the UN Security Council, uh, very much involved increasing the country's responsibility in, in UN peace operations. But now, now Minostar has come to an end and, uh, so has UNIFIL. And so now there's, uh, a, at this particular moment in time, the participation in peace operations is very limited in the field, despite the fact that the Brazilian armed forces have um, very advanced capacities for training in peacekeeping operations training centers. And how would Brazil get involved in Haiti as military head of the MINUSTA? This isn't the most logical choice given the language barrier. Haiti speaks Creole and French, while we speak Portuguese in Brazil. I think first we have to be very careful about how we use the word term, the term leader. Um, Brazil was the country from which came the, the, the fourth, the military force commanders and the largest contingent on the military side of the operation. The head of the mission was always a civilian from various different countries, right? So they were, they, they furnished the commanders of the military part. So there's this kind of, tendency to say so brazil commanded the mission brazil led the mission they were they were in charge of uh um furnishing the general who commanded uh, the generals i should say who commanded the military contingent. so how did brazil get that job basically i mean if you look at haiti right the countries that are usually shall we say responsible for sorting out haiti when there's a problem has always been the united states france and canada Canada mostly because of the, the immigrant population, right? So um, those countries were occupied in other places, largely, right? In Afghanistan, in Iraq, in uh, um, places like Mali, in the French case. So, or, or around, you know, around there, there was this need for someone else to take up the job. And, and Brazil was sort of on the market for a place where it could uh, demonstrate some of its capacities, demonstrate that it would take on responsibility for the global good that is international security. Um, so they, so the, the story is that they were invited or, or it was suggested that they do so in a phone call from Jacques Chirac, the French president at the time, to Lula. Um, and when that window opened, the Brazilians, the Brazilians took it, right? The Brazilians took that opportunity. And it became, you know, there may not be, there became this narrative that there may not be linguistic affinities or linguistic similarities, but, you know, the level of development in a lot of places in Brazil, this was always the argument, was, was similar to some of the places in Haiti. The context was similar. The cultures are similar. Um, and there are sort of cultural affinities. And this Brazilian, there was always this idea that there is something different about the way the Brazilians do peacekeeping. It's a debatable idea, um, but certainly they have been quite effective in, in some aspects of the mandate in Haiti and where they have been effective, it's been due to being able to latch on to these questions of cultural affinity and sort of economic similarities as well. And how would this Brazilian presence unfold? Generals who are in the Bolsonaro administration and served in Haiti get a lot of criticism for violent episodes that occurred there. 
there's two things about that. One is that the, the, you, you, you have to look at this in, in terms of a kind of a general expectation that comes from kind of the theory on civil military relations and, and peace operations that participating in UN peace operations will make officers and soldiers from countries that are whose whose who's transition to full democratic control of the armed forces is still incomplete as it is here in Brazil um will have a kind of a positive effect on that right and 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 it didn't have that necessarily in Haiti so so i think that's that's kind of the basic context so the operation that everyone keeps talking about uh in this context is 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 when sort of right after it was about after about a year or two uh, of the forces being in in Port-au-Prince there was the order to chase down a local leader named Dred Wilm and basically there had been kind of early on a certain resistance from the Brazilian leaders of the mission I think the force commander at the time was Augusto Helena um, to use force very heavily in this kind of densely populated urban environment. There was pressure from countries like the United States and Canada to to use more force. And ultimately what happened in that operation was that they did use more force and um, quite excessively so, right? And And the UN actually ended up saying this in its own reports. Um, and so you had this kind of situation where Brazil's participation in Minusta was very much intended to project a positive image of the country and it was very susceptible to any kind of scandal or negative image and you had you had sort of uh, uh, this this side this connection with with the image that was being presented of the country as the troops were acting in in Haiti right so anything any negative image that the UN might accrue like the sexual abuse allegations like the cholera epidemic like the you know excessive use of force was kind of in, was kind of was sort of immediately running counter to what Brazil was trying to achieve by being there, right? But so on the one hand, you do have sort of actual incidences of excessive use of force or or some of these other factors, uh, and at this, but but it should be viewed within the context of the 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 non happening of positive effects. Um, on things like on things like uh, democratic control of the armed forces as well. I want to talk to you about the legacy of Minusta for both Brazilian troops and for Haiti. But let's begin with Brazil first. What did sending troops to Haiti do for the country and for the country's troops? I think there's there are several points there. I think they did succeed for a while in being viewed as being able to take on an increased security role. I think this the whole calculus uh, in in doing this, you know, that was behind this in terms of in terms of becoming a sixth member of the Security Council. I mean, it leaves out a couple of rather important variables, right? Like there actually being a reform of the Security Council, and you know, and there being the possibility of, of of raising the number of members. But Brazil certainly did sit at the table for a while while it was, you know, the, the larger kind of peacekeeping conflict resolution table, and it. Had a lot of other initiatives in peace building in Guinea-Bissau and, and and some places in Africa. So it did take on certainly a more important role. Um, but that kind of did go away when some of the personalities that had been key in this went away, like 
uh, Antonio Patriota was really important in, in, in kind of this vision that, that was, was, was exemplified in the peace operations. Um, Lula, obviously, Dilma, some of the, some of the military officers that were involved. On the other side, um, the legacy inside Brazil, if you look closely, there's a very close connection between some of the things that were done in Haiti, uh, in terms of the use of force, in terms of policing urban areas, in terms of sort of the way engagement was done with violent factions that kind of fed back into what was done in Brazil. So there was this idea that you could apply in public security in Brazil some of the things that were done in Haiti. And you do see, you know, the, the federal intervention in Rio de Janeiro, you could see sort of an increasing clearly use of the federal armed forces rather than the state police forces in trying to provide law and order, these operations, which is not necessarily a positive feedback in terms of civilian control of the armed forces, right? There's a lot of, there was this, there's, it's called it, it, uh, uh, by some analysts of civil military relations, the Clubido Aichi, where, you know, having participated in these in, in the Minusta operation for some higher ranking officers has become kind of a ticket to the top. It's been very good for their careers. Um, Santos Cruz, Eleno, Augusto Eleno, and, and a couple of others, you know. And, but what we see after they have been shown to participate or have participated in the Bolsonaro government is that it hasn't produced kind of the expected effect in instilling. Uh, uh, a democratic view of the control of armed forces. So, and so there are some effects of that. There are some feedbacks that are, that are not entirely positive as well. Even before this weekend's earthquake, Haiti was already in shambles. Uh, there was a huge institutional crisis with the opposition accusing former President Jovenel Moïse of overstaying his term. Then a month ago, he was assassinated by mercenaries in his home. It seems as if political stability is a completely foreign concept to Haiti. And while that has a lot to do with the country's past of colonization, foreign occupation, and dictatorship, what does that also tell us about the success or the failure of MINUSTA? In terms of the legacy it leaves for Haiti, uh, that's, it, it's, it's an extremely complicated question to assess the kind of whether peace operations were success or not, because there's no counterfactual, right? You could argue maybe that Haiti would be even worse if there hadn't been the Star and that it was for a while, it was there good for the Haitian people. But we see again, you know, the president was assassinated. There's political chaos in the country now. There's not any more capacity to respond to the major earthquake that happened there a couple of days ago than there was in 2011. So, um, It clearly, it, it's extremely complicated to answer that question. I think there's, we, I think it, it wasn't obviously an entirely negative experience, but I think we have to be very, very careful with narratives that, that kind of try to sell Minusta and Brazilian participation in it as an unmitigated success as well. There are some negative feedbacks and there were some negative consequences as well. In 2019, think tank Instituto Igarapé published a 20-page report entitled It's Time to Re-Engage Brazil and UN Peacekeeping Operations. 
The paper talks of the importance for Brazil to be present in these operations, but discusses matters in a more general sense. Now, specifically regarding Haiti, do you think Brazil should re-engage? I, I think that, I mean, there's obviously two ways of answering that question, two, two kind of reference objects for that question, right? One is, would it be good for Haiti? And the other one is, would it be good for Brazil, right? I think that, at the, I mean, particularly in light of what we see in in Afghanistan, right, in the last couple of days as well, there's kind of increasing evidence that that there are problems with the approach behind stabilization missions, right? There's there's stabilization missions are quite a different animal from peace building missions, from peace building missions, and. Um, Uh, they seem to be less effective in the long run. They, they're very, they're very effective, sort of in the short term and in the long run. We see after after Afghanistan, you know, after 20 years in Afghanistan, we see what happened in the last two days. After 14 years in Haiti, we're we're sort of back to square one, right? So the question is is whether Brazil wants to associate itself with this kind of ongoing intervention in Haiti that doesn't seem to be fundamentally changing. The parameters in the country, right? And it seems to make more sense to to want to go somewhere else. I'm all in favor of Brazil participating in peace operations. I think it's important that they do so. I think they're very effective at very specific tasks within peacekeeping operations. I think that their their training capacities are are exceptionally positive, right? Um, but I think it makes more sense to seek out different missions at this point in time than than Haiti necessarily. I think from from a Haitian standpoint, I'm not sure that another stabilization mission is going to change anything. It's going to be a different type of mission that the UN isn't as prone to engage in at the moment. But I also think that um, uh, places like Central African Republic are still on the table for Brazilian participation. The problem, I think, basically is that the direction in which UN peace operations are headed, which is this kind of bifurcation into either a light foot a light footprint approach or you know kind of these very heavily militarized stabilization operations that are no longer focused on local population well-being like like the liberal peace building operations were, um, are not They're not headed in a direction that plays to Brazilian strengths at the moment, unfortunately. And I also don't see this government really committing to something through the United Nations with the current foreign policy. On the other hand, it is very much in the interest of the armed forces to go back into participating more heavily in, in peacekeeping operations. Kai Michael Kenko is an associate professor at the Pontifical Catholic University of Rio de Janeiro. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Kenko. If you like Explaining Brazil, please rate us with five stars. That will help more people find out about this show, where you can sign up to the Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We offer a seven-day free trial, no strings attached, which gives you access to the site for a week without the need to insert any credit card details whatsoever. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you.